Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi there and welcome to this latest podcast. In this podcast I want to talk about a number of different things that are recommended for horses with gastric ulcers and I'm going to talk about camelina oil, canola oil, alfalfa and baking soda. Now these are things that are discussed a lot in many uh, social media platforms and unfortunately there's a lot of misinformation or misunderstanding goes around so in this podcast, I'm just going to try and clear some of this up. So let's start with uh, camelina oil uh, and canola oil for horses with gastric ulcers. So just in case uh, you're not familiar, cam- camelina, <laughs> nearly mispronounced it, um, oil is comes from the seed of camelina sativa and it's also known as false flax. Now it comes from the seeds uh, like linseed oil. And it's relatively high in the anti-inflammatory omega-3 and relatively low in the pro-inflammatory omega-6. And just like linseed oil, it's good for weight gain and skin condition. Unfortunately, like linseed oil, for maximum anti-inflammatory benefits, the omega-3 fatty acids in these vegetables need to be converted to EPA and DHA to have maximum anti-inflammatory effect. But as in ourselves, uh, horses are the same. This conversion is very, very slow. So only a tiny fraction of omega-3s 
from vegetable sources are actually converted into these really highly active anti-inflammatory agents, EPA and DHA. Now, as an alternative, if you're looking for high EPA and DHA, then we need to look to marine sources, either algae or fish. And unfortunately, these are not particularly palatable. Now, we can get around this by using what are called deodorized sources. But because those are processed to remove the fishy uh, smell, it actually costs a lot more uh, for those ingredients. So if they are in supplements and it says deodorized, or, or if you take the lid off it, it doesn't smell, you're probably going to be paying a little bit of a premium for that. But it's worth it in terms of the, the palatability. So... If it was a choice between linseed oil and camelina oil, uh, which is 39% omega-3, linseed has 54% omega-3 and predominantly in the form of alpha-linolenic acid, ALA. So linseed would probably be, for me, the winner. Camelina oil isn't going to offer any significant advantage over linseed oil for weight gain or skin coat condition. Um and also, whilst there are a number of papers on feeding linseed to horses, and it's something we've used for, for a long time, there are very few papers on the use of camelina oil in horses. Now, I found one paper from the University of Guelph, um, which concluded from a study, these results support the conclusion that camelina oil is a sustainable ingredient that can be included in the diets of dogs and horses with no observed impacts on gross safety over a 16-week period. Um, and that was by Burren et al. 2021. And then from the same group, there was another paper um, which looked at inflammatory markers, oxidative stress, and skin and coat health. And they concluded from this study, uh, these findings suggest that in terms of the skin and coat health outcomes assessed, Camelina oil is comparable to flaxseed and canola oil, which are currently used to increase omega-3 inclusion in canine uh, and equine diets. Therefore, this ingredient has the potential to provide an alternative oil source of omega-3 fatty acids for dogs and horses, while supporting skin and, and coat health claims. And that was by Richards uh, et al actually it wasn't et al that was um, a thesis so sorry that was Richards 2022 um, all of this is on going to be in an article on the website so if you want to uh, look up any of those references uh, look for the articles on the website so what about these oils and gastric ulcers well actually we can talk about really any oil and gastric ulcers uh, because unfortunately, there is a large amount of myth and mis misinformation uh, around oil and gastric ulcers. To date, oil has only been shown to be beneficial when used as a replacement energy source for starch. So removing starch-based feeds from your horse's diet and replacing it with the equivalent amount of energy in forage and oil will reduce the risk of gastric ulcers and help if you've got horses that have gastric ulcers and are being treated and are recovering from that. But if you just put oil into your horse's diet without removing starch, it will have no benefit for gastric ulcers. And, you know, there are plenty of papers. Um, we've covered this in, in great detail, 
papers published from really good groups that have shown that just adding oil has no effect on gastric ulcers. It is simply and only when you remove starch. So if you remove starch and didn't add the oil, then you'll get the same effect really as as removing the starch and adding oil. Uh, it, it's only the fact that you are using oil as an energy source to replace starch that is a, is a benefit. So unfortunately, much of the misinformation around oil and gastric ulcers originates from uh, a few very old and flawed scientific papers and the myths surrounding oil, unfortunately, are still being repeated by some veterinary sources. In terms of gastric ulcers, uh, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about camelina oil, linseed oil, uh, the same soy oil, the same applies to canola oil. Um, canola oil seems to be quite popular in, in some areas. Canola oil comes from Brassica napus, which originated itself from the crossbreeding of rapeseed. So it's a sort of distant relative of rapeseed. One thing to be aware of, because uh, I know some people are concerned about is this, is that most canola crops are genetically modified. You can then base your decision whether you are happy to feed GM foods or not. Uh, a number of animal studies have also suggested a link between canola oil-based diets and increases in inflammation and oxidative stress. The omega-3 to omega-6 ratio in canola oil is 1 to 2, which means there's twice as much of that pro-inflammatory omega-6 as there is the anti-inflammatory omega-3. So there are much better, in my opinion, oil options for feeding to horses. Um, but as for any type of oil, canola oil would only be beneficial as a replacement for starch in the diet and not as an addition to a starch-based diet if you're trying to prevent or manage gastric ulcers. So now let's move on to have a look at uh, the role of alfalfa and equine gastric ulcers. Um, particularly here, I'm going to focus on um, alfalfa chaff and alfalfa pellets because these are often discussed in the context of gastric ulcers in horses. So there's always lots of questions surrounding the best feeds or supplements for horses with or prone to gastric ulcers and alfalfa or lucerne as it's also called is always being discussed whether it's fresh alfalfa alfalfa hay alfalfa chaff alfalfa pellets for some reason alfalfa always comes up and alfalfa is uh, is a crop that is high in protein and calcium content and alfalfa therefore has the potential to buffer some of the stomach acid produced. That's from uh, a paper by Woodward et al. 2011. I think before discussing alfalfa any further, it's important to point out that there are three of the best ways to reduce gastric ulcers, ulcers are to provide ad lib good quality forage, to feed three to four small meals a day if they are starch based, and to provide some forage prior to exercise. Those are three probably of the most important ways to reduce your risk of, of horses developing gastric ulcers. So what research do we have on alfalfa and ulcers in horses? Well, the first study I'm going to talk about is by Nado et al. 20, not even 20, 2000. 
Um, and they fed six seven-year-old horses a diet of either brome grass hay or alfalfa hay and grain diet. So the first diet was just brome grass hay. The second was alfalfa hay, but also with grain. And interestingly, the stomach acidity, the pH, was higher for the first six hours after feeding alfalfa and hay and grain compared with the brome grass hay only. So that means the alfalfa hay and grain actually produced less acidic environment than the brome grass hay. And of course, this could be partly due to the uh, acid buffering ability of alfalfa hay. Now, in addition to this, the number and severity of non-glandular uh, squamous gastric lesions were significantly lower in the horses fed the alfalfa hay grain diet and the authors suggested from this that an alfalfa hay grain diet may buffer stomach acid in horses so this is where a lot of this this idea that alfalfa is beneficial for horses prone to gastric ulcers uh, has come from now a study about seven years later uh, by Liber et al uh, they fed 24 quarter horse yearlings either coastal Bermuda grass hay or alfalfa hay. And the ulcer severity scores were significantly lower when the horses were fed alfalfa hay compared to coastal Bermuda hay. And when the horses who had been on coastal Bermuda hay were then swapped over to alfalfa hay, their ulcer scores reduced. So again, we've got now two uh, studies suggesting that alpha, alpha does appear to have some benefit for horses with gastric ulcers. The next study uh, that I want to look at is by Vondren et al. And that was 2016. And they looked at 70 warm blood foals at weaning and fed one group 3 kilograms of alfalfa chaff and adlib hay. And the other group 3 kilograms of alfalfa pellets and adlib alfalfa hay now after weaning all foals showed gastric ulcers mainly in the glandular region uh, so this is the the lower part of the stomach compared with 84 percent having ulcers so 84 percent of them had ulcers before and then after weaning they the, the remaining 16 percent uh, developed ulcers but what was interesting in this study was that where the food exits the stomach, uh, the area called the pylorus, foals fed alfalfa chaff had more severe ulcers than those that were fed alfalfa pellets. Now, the reason for this was suggested to be due to mechanical damage or scratching, if you like, by stiff, dry and sharp chaff. Um, I think the authors themselves described the chaff as harsh. And you'll know yourself, if you put your, your hand into a bag of uh, a very dry, sharp, stiff chaff, you, it gets under your fingernails, um, it's, quite, it's quite damaging, it's quite uh, severe. Now, they then followed this up with a second study in 2017, same authors, and they studied six mature horses, these were all stabled for 24-7, but were fed alfalfa chaff only in one group, and the others were fed grass hay only, and then they swapped the groups over. Now, the glandular ulcer scores, that's the, the ulcers at the bottom, 
were not significantly different between the alfalfa chaff only or the grass hay only diets. Now, this is only six horses. It's a small number. And we have to think, well, was this what we call an underpowered study? Um, You know, is it really reliable? Um, But, you know, it's not negative. Um, It just doesn't really tell us anything. (laughs) Excuse me. Now, another study a couple of years later by Lesh et al. um, They studied brome grass hay versus alfalfa hay. And they found that the faecal pH of alfalfa fed horses was higher compared to the sequel pH in alfalfa fed horses and the faecal pH of brome grass fed horses. Now they also found that acetate, propionate, butyrate and total volatile free fatty acid concentrations were also greater in the cecum and rectum of alfalfa fed horses compared to the cecum and rectum of brome grass fed horses. So they were kind of try and make a case for the fact that alfalfa is actually more beneficial for the GI tract. But of course, here we're talking about the uh, the hindgut rather than the stomach. Now, the most recent study uh, that, that's out there that I'm able to find is a study by Bauerline et al. Uh, 2020. And they looked at adult warm blood horses fed either meadow hay or alfalfa hay. And they saw that feeding alfalfa hay seems to have no detrimental effect on the mucosal integrity uh, at the squamous gastric region in healthy horses, nor any detrimental effects on the glandular mucosa. So the squamous, the upper region, the glandular, the bottom region. So we still don't really have i guess the the answer um it's difficult to discuss alfalfa without also addressing this idea of alfalfa allergy or alfalfa intolerance this does unfortunately seem to be more imagined than real um in the usa in particular and other regions of the world where large amounts of alfalfa are fed allergy or intolerance is rarely mentioned and it's also not uncommon for uh, nutritionists and myself, I've heard this, to hear reports that a horse cannot have uh, you know, product A because it contains alfalfa and then find that they're being fed product B, which is very high in alfalfa. So the bottom line, alfalfa, I think, may be beneficial to horses with recovering from or prone to gastric ulcers. Um Young foals may be sensitive to gastric damage from sharp chaff. We don't know if the same is occurs in adult horses. I would say it's prudent to avoid feeding sharp, dry chaff of any kind, probably to horses, certainly prone to, to horse, horses prone to gastric ulcers. Uh, and maybe, you know, even if they're not, it's something that you, if you've got very dry, sharp chaff, you know, perhaps think about an alternative. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And finally, to round off, I want to talk about baking soda for horses with gastric ulcer. Again, this is something that you see recommendations for a lot on social media. So I think it's worthy of some discussion. Um, as I say, baking soda is doing the rounds as, as a homemade treatment for horses with gastric ulcers. Baking soda, you probably know, is sodium bicarbonate, or also known as bicarbonate of soda. And it's a chemical compound with the formula uh, NaHCO3, which is made up of a sodium and a bicarbonate ion. Now, why would this be suggested for horses with gastric ulcers? Well, the stomach, of course, is an acidic environment. It's actually a very strong acid environment due to the release of hydrochloric acid into the stomach, which has two main roles. Firstly, to start digestion off and secondly, to kill off microbes that have been ingested with the food, such as bacteria, molds and even viruses. But acid that splashes up from the lower part, the glandular region, into the upper part, the squamous region, of the stomach can lead to squamous ulcers and as I say squamous refers to this region of the upper part of the stomach which is comprised of squamous epithelium that's the cells that, that make up that region so acid splashing is particularly likely to be a problem when horses exercise on an empty stomach so what's the rationale for or is there a rationale for adding baking soda to horses feeds well, baking soda is a buffer. It's alkaline, the opposite of an acid, and it has the ability to, to balance or neutralise or buffer, if you like, the stomach acid. Reducing the acidity, increasing the pH, the, the stomach pH is around 1 to 2 normally, can allow ulcers in the squamous region of the stomach to heal. And as we said, the pHD phd the ph even of the stomach juices are very low so around one to two which means this acid is very strong so reducing acidity is the mechanism behind drugs such as omeprazole used to treat both equine and human gastric ulcers and gastric reflux in people um, in horses you will know the name of omeprazole uh, the brand names of gastrogard or ulcergard and so when we're talking about gastric reflux in people, remember horses are unable to experience gastric reflux due to their stomach anatomy. So why might baking soda be something that people want to use? Well, first of all, it's cheap. Um, and you will also see it appear as sodium probably bicarbonate on the label of many gastric uh, supplements. But can it really reduce acidity and help heal ulcers? Is it really an alternative to a meprazole? Let's have a look at some, some simple facts. The equine stomach, as we've said, is 
the stomach acid is hydrochloric acid with a molarity or strength of around 0.2 molar and a pH of somewhere between 1 and 2. A 0.2 molar solution of sodium bicarbonate or baking soda will have a pH of around 9.2, so it's, a, it's an alkali. Mixing the two together results in the production of water, carbon dioxide and sodium chloride. Um, now, so you've lost the acid, we've lost the sodium bicarbonate, but we've now got salt, we've got carbon dioxide and we've got water. If we assume 2 litres of 0.2 molar hydrochloric acid in the stomach, then adding 35 grams of sodium bicarbonate should have a rapid, albeit transient effect on stomach pH, but little or no effect actually on, on whole body acidity, whole body or blood pH if you like. So sodium bicarbonate baking soda is a moderately effective buffer, although there are better ones, for example magnesium hydroxide. The problems with baking soda, firstly, it doesn't taste very nice. And secondly, the effect on the stomach acid is very short-lived. So to be effective, you might need to give your horse 35 grams, perhaps hourly. And that's not very practical. So this is where medications such as omeprazole have the advantage as daily dosing reduces the acidity long term. So what's the bottom line? Giving your horse 35 grams, that would be about three 5 mil teaspoons because the density of sodium bicarbonate is about 2 grams per mil. Um, so say 16 mil or, or approximately three 5 mil teaspoons in a feed is not going to do any harm. It may be unpalatable and your horse might not eat its feed. On the other hand, it won't be effective unless you are giving it every few hours. So if you want to give it, the best option I would say would be to give it just before exercise, although you would also likely get more benefit in reducing the risk of squamous ulcers by ensuring your horse has had forage before exercise or a meal of non-sharp chaff. And I guess, you know, if you, you could give the two together. So I hope you enjoyed that run through of some of the things that are recommended uh, to be used for gastric ulcers. I, the summary here is that oil isn't a treatment or preventative for gastric ulcers unless it's being used to replace starch. So you're replacing one source of energy, starch energy, with energy from oil. When it comes to alfalfa, uh, alfalfa is, uh, is a good choice and it's good, on the other hand, to avoid sharp chaff of any kind, not just alfalfa, because this may... Uh, cause mechanical damage scratching to the stomach and lead to ulcers and finally sodium bicarbonate um, it is a buffer it may have some effect short term uh, if you are going to give it probably the best time is just before exercise but also I would strongly suggest giving some uh, chaff or some forage as well to get maximum benefit cheerio 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.